there are legends round here, even if only in their own minds. Forgotten, but not dead. Some have tried to stop them, but they keep coming back, coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers. Welcome back, campers. I'm Isaiah. This is the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. This is episode seven. I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Sean, Ted, and Mark. How are you guys doing this weekend? Feeling good. Doing great, man. Fantastic. (laughs) Always the delayed fantastic. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So we've made some changes here recently with the podcast. Uh, We're testing out a new way to record the audio. So hopefully we got some superior sounding audio this week. We've also switched over to a new provider for the podcast. We don't have a limitation on how long our podcast can be so that we can just enjoy this more, have some more fun. So I hope you guys are checking us out because we're now we're also on Podbean. Um, which is where it's being hosted. So we're excited. We're ready to go. We got a lot of news, a lot of stuff to cover, and we got some stuff to talk about Friday the 13th this week, which is going to be a lot of fun. So let's go ahead and get started with some news. We're going to start off with some wrestling news. Uh, So if you guys are familiar with wrestling and kind of the stuff that's been going on recently, uh, a recent story came out regarding Ric Flair. And I don't know what to really think about this because it sounds like something, number one, that Ric Flair would do. But it's just like, why? Um, I definitely have an opinion. It's yeah. a lot of yeah, talk from too. a guy who um, stole his gimmick to begin with. So Exactly. <laughs> so if you aren't familiar with what we're talking about, because obviously we haven't really gotten into it yet. Uh, what's happened is Ric Flair is trying to file for the trademark of the term, the man. Because he is feeling that WWE has lost respect for him. Because right now they have a wrestler by the name of Becky Lynch. Um, she's one of the top like performers in the company right now. And her gimmick is the man. So she talks about how she's the man, you know, top of everything. And Ric Flair right now is feeling that he feels that he should be paid for WWE allowing... Becky Lynch to use this gimmick, even though how in the fuck can you trademark the term the man? Seriously. <laughs> it's all about money. He just wants yeah, money. He's hurt. He's probably hurting a little bit, man. It's not yeah. a secret of his money he, struggles. So he likes yeah, to live it's, the Yeah, life. it's he, ridiculous. He, he's wild. He's wild. It, he, he's lived the wild life. He always man, I love Rick he's Flair. Always he's spending a, money. You know, yeah. He's a great guy, it, but this is ridiculous. He's He's crazy, man. He wasn't the first nature boy. Nope. Even no. the guy he took the nature boy from wasn't the first one. But right. So I don't see why he thinks he's entitled now. Maybe it's, Buddy Rogers' family should come out and come at Flair now. Right. <laughs> it's it's just sad because you know Ric Flair is so respected. You know, obviously in the wrestling community. I mean, look at his accomplishments. Yeah. I mean, he's had a forty-plus year career. He's 
held the world title 16 times, you know, regarded as the best of professional wrestling. And yet he pulls childish shit like this, you know, (laughs) it's like, you know, he got himself into the financial shape he is in. And, you know, obviously we don't know his whole story about what's going on right now or what might be happening, you know, because he mentioned about how he wants to be able to take care of his family and and all that, which I understand. I, I totally get that. But you can only take things so far. And this really just seems like a very childish. It's hard to convince the average Joe after watching him make millions upon millions upon millions that he needs help taking care of his family. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it reminds me of the, the fine brothers on YouTube when they tried to uh, copyright the word react and all the forms of the word react oh, so, yeah. they could, yeah. so they could monopolize the, the uh, reaction yeah. videos. It was very unwell received and they paid the price for it. They lost a big chunk of their subscribers for it and I think Ric Flair is probably going to lose a big fan base over this, this stupid petty bullshit. It's Possible. I don't think he'll lose the fan base. I think people like us well, are just shaking it, their heads, rolling their eyes. <laughs> I didn't mean yeah. like all of his fans, but he's he's I think he's gonna lose a certain portion. Some fans are I, just I believe he will it. lose some respect because of this. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, because this this is petty and it it really is very, childish. Very petty. Over a fucking term. You know, because somebody <laughs> is using a term, the man, which is a very broad term that a lot of people use. It's not something that it's yeah. it's not going to hold up in court, number one, because there's no way in fuck they're going to let him trademark the man. I mean, that, no. there's just no let way. One per, let one man actually trademark the word the man. Donald <laughs> yeah. Trump copyrighted, you're he, fired. Can I, why has he specifically <laughs> has anyone copyrighted chose? God yet? <laughs> I don't know, but Paris Hilton copyrighted That's Hot. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Why has he specifically chosen the man? That's my question. Right. It, it doesn't make any sense because, honestly, uh, you know, he, he would always to say me, it, to the be the man. Yeah, because he always used to say to be the man, you have to be the man, but it, he was never known as just the, the man. You know, if he was going to coin a, you know, a copyright, a phrase, you know, to be the man, you got to beat the man. That would be one thing. But trying to copyright a fucking term, just the man. The way way Becky Lynch is using the man is nothing at all like he was. No. So that's what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense. Well, maybe he's insecure in his masculinity seeing a woman talk about being the man. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. He shouldn't have called himself the boy. Oh. They should just like do an intergender match with Becky Lynch against Ric Flair. The boy versus the man. Find out who the real man is. Maybe that's his goal. <laughs> Do you think Becky wears the pants in a relationship with her and Seth Rollins? Probably. Because <laughs> that seems kind of like a pushover. I told Compared you to no. We're going to go to this restaurant tonight. A horrible Irish accent. That was a very horrible <laughs> Irish accent. <laughs> oh, yeah. the leprechaun after you. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this has even got his. Gold. This has even got his daughter upset. You know that he's trying to pull a stunt like this. I mean, and yeah, it's it's sad that this is happening. It, this should not be happening. I mean, he's 
Oh, see, she's currently wrestling, so she's definitely feeling it. Like, what is yeah. the point of this? He's not on the yeah. scene every day, so. Exactly. And he went on saying that, you know, I know the WWE loves me and I love them, blah, 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 blah. But I feel that they disrespected me. They just blew me off when I asked them to start paying me for using the term the man. I mean, I would blow him off, too. He doesn't own the fucking man. I mean, it's so stupid. He doesn't own anything. No. But... Isn't he on a leg- Legends uh, contract? He's lucky that he's on that and still getting paid if he's yeah. on yeah, a, yeah. if he's I'm under sure contract. He's on one of those. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm almost positive he is and I mean that's definitely some income. I'm not saying it's it may not be a lot, but it's still some income. I mean, he's got his own business too. I mean, he's got his own doesn't he have his own like custom-made suit business and Yeah, I was gonna all say that. He has his own line of suits. Yeah, I cheap, mean so. The woo suits. Woo. Then he's got his own merchandise <laughs> through his website and he sells, you know, where you can Gotta. get a personalized mes- message from him. I mean, he's he's making Gotta money. Slow down, Rick. Just slow down, man. You'll be all right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just sad because it, it just makes me think. Let the you bar know. buy you around, not you buy the bar around. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sure they would do it too. You're Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah. Call me. We can work this out. So I'll be your financial manager. <laughs> right. <laughs> so kind of moving on from some childish news into some really interesting news, wrestling-wise. Still childish. Still kind of childish, <laughs> but not nearly as childish. So after All Out, because uh, All Out happened last weekend for AEW, uh, obviously Chris Jericho won the world title in his match against Hangman Page. So... Story goes is he was traveling around with the belt. He got dropped off somewhere by his limo driver, but he left the belt, whether it was on purpose or by accident. He left the belt in the limo. When the limo came back to pick him up, uh, the belt was missing. And so it was taken or or whatever the case may be. And, you know, police got involved in all this. I mean, it was a big fiasco. They were making videos about it. You know, police reports were coming out. You know, the the city where this happened, they were I thought were it was a work statements. at first. When I, first I thought it was a work, too. It. I'm like, they're really stretching for something here, and this is interesting. I still think it's a work. I think they should turn it into one, exactly. They, they really not, should they at this point. I, I, I personally, after, especially once police were being involved and they were releasing statements i don't think it was worked yeah. but they really should just play into this yeah. and, and especially jericho's already put a couple of videos out exactly yes but so obviously we all know if, if you're a wrestling fan the belt has been recovered now what had happened is somebody found it lying in the middle of the road in its bag so it's it, it's got that felt <laughs> back that it's usually in um, so this guy, he, he's not a wrestling too hard, man. Right. So this guy that found it, he's not a wrestling fan at all. Didn't really know what it was. He thought it was a, like a toy or not, not a toy. That was the wrong phrase. Like it was like a, a replica or, you know, something for a costume. And he put it on fucking Cra- Craigslist for like a split second thinking, you know, a quick way to make a buck. And then he found out after he searched about the belts, um, all the stories about what was going on. <laughs> so he contacted the police because he figured, you know, I, I would probably be thinking, oh, they're going to 
pin this on <laughs> me if I try to fucking sell this. So <laughs> he ends up getting it back to the police, and obviously now it's it's more than likely back in the hands of AEW, and you know they had this whole like search trying to find this and. It was a whole fiasco over the last week regarding this belt. It, it was very, very interesting, kind of entertaining at the same time, too. I want to know how many times this has happened with a title belt, man. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm sure it's happened many times. <laughs> Did you guys catch any of those videos that he released? I saw yes. the one where he was talking about He's it more being valuable than Marcellus Wallace's yeah. briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> more exotic than Han Solo dipped in carbonite. <laughs> Chris Jericho. I was fucking rolling. <laughs> oh, God, that's so good. That is so classic Chris Jericho. Now he's done something that none of the other world title holders have. He's got a world title they've never had and probably never will yep he can bring and like a week or, week or so before this did you guys see him on twitter bringing beef to arby's <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't hilarious. see that i didn't see that <clears throat> i don't remember the post or something but he said Sa- save your cardboard for your nasty ass sandwiches and arby said something snooty back it was hilarious this is twitter beef it's all dumb but it was funny <laughs> Chris Jericho, there'll never be another like Chris Jericho. Yeah. Funny, <laughs> he does such a good job of playing his characters and not like breaking yeah. characters. He grew even on out me. Like, he wasn't someone I cared for years ago, but he grew no. on me over time. Yeah. I always loved Jericho, especially when he had his beef with Stephanie and always making fun of her breast augmentations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He has some great stuff. <laughs> <sighs> calling her low down dirty trash bag ho <laughs> that was crazy <laughs> stuff I remember that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god or like when he would call Chris Benoit the gap tooth robot yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> oh my god WCW man. yep Lionheart Chris Jericho <laughs> yeah. oh my god good stuff so yeah uh, it's been kind of a crazy week for wrestling That's that's for sure uh, but I'm sure, you know, we got, we'll have more news coming up. I mean, we've got Same NXT get crazier. Yeah, it is going to be getting crazier, especially in the next few weeks as NXT starts on Wednesdays coming up here on USA. And then obviously AEW's Wednesday night show will also be debuting next month. So things are heating up and NWA things are going to get very interesting. Yep. NWA eventually. And then with SmackDown going to Fox, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on, and they're treating SmackDown not as the B show anymore because Fox is putting a lot of money into this. So they're expecting it yeah, to be it, just like Raw, which is great. It's about time they fucking take this shit seriously. So Maybe good stuff. Outside involvement is what they needed to <laughs> get a little fire in their ass. Right. <laughs> Exactly. With AEW and NXT being on Wednesday nights, is it going to be called the Wednesday Night Wars now? Probably. They'll probably do something like that. More than likely. But that's all we got really for wrestling news this week. So in some other news, this is something to get really excited about because Shudder does have some things that are coming up planned for the Halloween season. They've got some different things that they're releasing. Obviously, they got the Creep Show. Uh, TV show that they've made with Greg Nicotero. That's coming out. Yep. Yeah. 
they are premiering some movies during the Halloween season because they've got that movie Haunt that they're premiering, um, as well as a, a few others. But the thing that's kind of piqued everybody's interest is they said that on October 25th, Friday night, October 25th, people are going to want to stay up late for a special Halloween treat. And everybody, and me included, is excited because more than likely it is a Joe Bob Briggs special. <laughs> so we are going to more than likely, and if if we're all wrong, then that's going to be very sad <laughs> because even... even um, Darcy the male girl on uh, Twitter had uh, answered somebody asking if we're getting something from Joe Bob on that day. And she said, you're going to have to wait and see on October 25th. You're going to want to stay up late. So it's not confirming that it's a Joe Bob special, but it basically is confirming that it is a Joe Bob special. And (laughs) having a Joe Bob special for Halloween is perfect. I'll be here that weekend, so unfortunately I won't be able to tune in. I don't think I'm going to check it out live because I have a really bad problem with trying to live stream Shudder. I Mm. get a better chance at streaming it from the archive, so I'll probably watch it whenever they upload it. But I'm pretty excited about yeah. it. If it Anytime is Joe Bob, it's Joe Bob, I'm pretty I'm sure excited. it is. That's for sure. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they're going to choose for him to do. Wouldn't it be funny if he did Halloween 3? Because <laughs> of how much he hates that fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. I'll actually be at a real drive-in instead of seeing Joe Bob talk about the drive-in that weekend. It's closing <laughs> weekend Shut at the Miami. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm wondering... <sighs> You know, are they going to be doing Halloween, you know, the Halloween movies or are they going to do something else? It, it'll be interesting to see what they're going to, you know, pull out of their hat for this. If it is Joe Bob Briggs, which I'm more than sure it probably is. What if it was Elvira but, or Rhonda Sheen? Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> oh, that'd be wouldn't great. that be great? I would do a dance if it was Rhonda Sheen. Man. And I would uh, yeah, me it. too. <laughs> Up all night. Yes. Oh, man. We need you, Rhonda. So that's that's some fun news, and that's that's exciting that that's coming up. But you know, going on into something a little more serious, uh, we did recently hear over the last couple of days that Sid Haig wasn't in some sort of an accident. Uh, his wife Susie posted on their Instagram page, you know, just asking for everybody to be praying for Sid because he did end up in the ICU. Um, following this accident, and I mean, the man's 80 years old. Do you know what kind yeah. of accident it was? Because I don't really know much. They didn't there's specify. No, there's no okay. uh, information. I just know the last time, like, you know, I saw him. He's getting older, man, so he's looking kind of weak. So yeah. I'm just hoping the best for him. Yeah, he looked, yeah. He, yeah, he, he looked that way last year. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's, that's really sad, and that's very scary. I mean especially with his age and the kind of health he's been in, you know, just with obviously just with getting old and, but he's got a whole community praying or whatever they do all behind. Yeah. Sending good vibes, you know, whatever the case may be, because honestly, Sid is probably the best person you could meet, you know, within the horror genre. He convention must, he's always about the fans. (laughs) Yeah. He's he's one of the ones out of anybody. He's never raised his prices for no. autographs. He doesn't charge for pictures, you know, I, just I for taking a selfie with for autographs because they make him charge. That's just my yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he said he ten dollars, yeah. man. That's I mean, that's, that's cheap. Cheapest yeah. anybody has. Yeah. yeah, you're not gonna find anybody cheaper for. Only time autographs I got anyone him, so. else to be ten dollars and. 
he wasn't even a guest listed on the show. He happened to be in the vending area. It was the claymation yeah. artist for um, Celebrity Deathmatch. And he just okay. happened to set up well, a table there. And about I got him uh, 10 bucks. Outside of that, I've never his... seen that kind of price other than Sid Yeah. Speaking about Sid's autographs and his character, I have uh, screen capped one of his recent Instagram posts. And it, it basically says that him and his wife uh, discussed to shut down their store, Sid Mart, because they were overwhelmed with orders. And he goes on talking about how he personally handpacks all of these orders and yep. his wife uh, addresses them and ships them for him. And there's just them two people doing that all by themselves. Yeah. And he he went on to say how sorry he was in any order that was delayed in that time got a yeah. freebie picture of him and Rob Zombie on the set of Devil's Rejects signed by him on top of a freebie picture that automatically comes with any order anyways. Yeah. That's yeah. Wild. I mean, that just shows you how much Sid man. loves his Yeah. Yeah. Loves his fans. <clears throat> this is kind of a side note, but I don't know if you know who Bill Apter is. He's a legend journalist wise in the wrestling scene. I ordered a few wrestling items, shirts and a couple of things off there. And I didn't even realize at the time it was a personal thing from Bill after that he had signed and wrote a letter in when I got it in. So that was pretty oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just had yeah. to be a by chance. <laughs> right. But yeah, nonetheless, that's, that's heartbreaking yeah. to say the least with regards to Sid. And, you know, we wish him a speedy recovery here. Cause I mean, I don't want to see Sid gone, you know, from the world. I mean, I know he's 80. I know he's getting up there, but with Betty, White he's that rare Sid treasure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, get well soon, Sid. You know, honestly, yes. I, I want to see more of you. I want to be able to see you at a convention again soon. You know, Sid is always a pleasure meeting at yeah. conventions. He takes time with everybody. He's always got the longest lines, but he takes time with everybody, and it's the best experience you could ever expect from any celebrity. It's it's the best. He's 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 somebody that. We'll probably never have again, you know, honestly, because he just loves his fans that love much. Love you, Sid. Yeah. Get well. Yeah, we love yeah, you, Sid. Love you, Sid. Kind of moving into Halloween news, because every week we've been having news about the new Halloween movies. Now, just a little tiny tidbit, but they did announce that another returning character from the 78 Halloween is coming back. <laughs> They're bringing back the character of Lonnie, who, if you remember was one of the child bullies that bullied Tommy Doyle in the movie and he got scared by Dr. Loomis. Yep. Get your ass away from there. (laughs) So he's... He's gonna get you. He's gonna get you. (laughs) So Lonnie's gonna be back as a character. He's being played by Robert Longstreet. Robert Longstreet was in uh, The Haunting of Hill House. So he was a... played a part in there. And quite a few other things. Is this movie going to have nothing but kids who have been damaged by the effects of Michael Myers? (laughs) That's what it seems like. That's what it seems like. But it's it's every week. It's like a new piece of information comes out about this movie, and and I'm enjoying it. It's it's kind of fun watching this unfold. You know, as as the weeks go on. Yeah. They better have a scene where Tom Atkins messes with Lonnie like Dr. Loomis did. God, wouldn't that be great? (laughs) Speaking of Tom Atkins, uh, even though he's not currently in the Halloween franchise, even though we've talked about how we would like to see him come back when he's expressed the desire to come back, 
He is in talks currently to star in the third movie of the Collector series, uh, which is going by the name The Collected. So that's going to be interesting yeah. if he gets that yes. part. I think Especially those, I love those movies. Yeah, those are I love Tom Atkins. Good. Put them together. It's it, it, it's nothing but Yes, yeah, Sadiq was awesome. Going, <laughs> he needs to be yeah. the lead guy going yep. up against The Collector. <laughs> yes. I don't care how old he is now. He can still do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> The mustache is eternal. Exactly. <laughs> but that was that was great news hearing about that because that got me pumped because everybody needs more Tom Atkins in their life. I don't give a shit. Yeah, he's getting a resurgence, man. <laughs> exactly. Moving into kind of some movies and shows that are coming up this week, they dropped the trailer for the remake of Black Christmas. Now, Black Christmas is a movie, uh, was originally a movie from the 70s, um, made by Bob Clark. It was kind of the precursor to Halloween being made. There was a lot of... A classic in my opinion. Yeah. This is a classic. Exactly. So, they did remake Black Christmas already to the not-mentioned 2006 remake, which is utterly trash. Yes, terrible. Don't fucking waste your time. (laughs) I I still haven't watched it, and I don't plan to. Good. I've never watched it either. <laughs> it's a waste of time. I tried it's... twice and got angry and ended up falling asleep before it was over. Yeah, so. it, it was pure <laughs> trash. I, I I I regret the fact that I actually sat through the whole thing. I wasted my time with it, and I, it's time I can't get back. It's it's just trash. That's all we'll say about that. So they are re- they did remake it. This is being made by Blumhouse, who of course has a shit ton of movies always coming out. So. Could be good. Uh, like I've said before, I am a big supporter of Blumhouse. I've liked most of the stuff that they've put out. Now, with this, I'm kind of on the fence with it. It looks like an okay movie. I just really don't like the fact that it's called Black Christmas because exactly. it just looks like exactly it has. We, we slap the name on there so people will see it, but it has nothing It looked like it would be a great Christmas horror movie if it was named something else. Um, I thought the like it trailer showed story. way too much. I mean, yes. if, if you're new no, to this, it has no never story resemblance it, to the original. Yeah, exactly. It showed too many of the kill reveals. It showed the yep. plot reveal. It was way too much. Yeah, I think Carrie Elwes. He's a great actor. He's probably going to do good. Mm-hmm. But he, I, that, that was the main selling point with me actually wanting to see this right now. Yes, uh, you know, obviously, it, once we get more trailers, you know. I might be more leaning either way. I, I, I don't know. I don't like the idea of this whole fucking college cult thing. Yeah. That's it's yeah. ridiculous. It's like the skulls or whatever it was yeah. back yeah. in the nineties, that movie. <laughs> Which but I didn't just, mind, but this is Black mm-hmm. Christmas. Yeah, it's, class, yeah, that's it's, what I'm saying. It's supposed to be one guy. You don't know that he's really there, and he's just terrorizing this house. It's not supposed to be a whole fucking cult involved with this. This is it's that part kind of made me a little upset, just because I love the original Black Christmas. It's one of my top horror movies, right. especially for yes. Christmas. I love Blumhouse, but I I, I watch this one for I've already decided, so I'll watch it for one reason, so I can most likely trash it. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to skip it and just watch Santa with muscles with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I'm with you, Ted. I'll just come with you. <laughs> if they would have named it like Bloody Christmas or yes, it could have been Christmas anything. Of 
<laughs> death like, or whatever, man. It could have been stabby, stabby Christmas. I don't freaking care. <laughs> <laughs> right. Stabby, stabby Christmas. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna we'll see. I'm going to steal that, Mark. <laughs> stabby, stabby Christmas. I like that. Stabby, stabby Christmas. <laughs> what I did on my Christmas vacation. Right. I fought the evil cult in college. So that's that's Black Christmas. That's coming out December. I I didn't write the date down, and I knew I should have. Sometime this Christmas, I'm imagining. It's sometime this Christmas season, nevertheless. So, so expect to see that out in December. For that, if if you want to check it out, I'm I'm gonna check it out just because it is Blumhouse. I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt, but I'm my expectations aren't very high right now for it. That's to say the least. So moving on from Black Christmas, kind of looking into. Uh, 2020 on January 31st uh, we got a new take on Hansel and Gretel coming out called Gretel and Hansel this movie looks dark as shit yeah the trailer looks good me, man. man it looks really good and this is kind of yeah. what I've been wanting from a Hansel and Gretel me movie too. from what I'm seeing because when I was a kid and heard this story in my imagination like it was kind of wicked and it, crazy yeah it was so dark I've always yeah, wanted to dark. see a dark telling of it not an action I, story <laughs> Yeah, well, I action or strong, comedy. Uh, I got a strong M Night Shyamalan vibe from the just the atmosphere yeah. of the trailer. I I, I could um, see that with a little bit of like a touch of Tim Burton, not enough to make it goofy like Tim Burton always is. Right. Um. So what you're saying is there's going to be a twist at the end where Hansel and Gretel are actually the villains in the witch. <laughs> I did like it. Looked like they used some action. <laughs> Hansel and Gretel are eating people. And then it's got the Sophia Lillis from It 2017. Yep. And I, I loved her performance. I thought the trailer was a little vague. I mean, you, you, you know you know, there's going to be a twist on the original story, something. But Yep. But I like the fact that they were vague because it doesn't give yes, you a way of, yes. if, if it's it, going to go straight with the story you, or it, go a different it, way. It got me on the hook at least. Yeah. But so that looks really good. But like I said, I've been really waiting for a long time for a dark take on this tale. And we've gotten way too many action ones, you know, because they got the they had the Witch Hunters one from a few years ago and its sequel. And I've seen some comedy ones. Honestly, this I've always wanted to see a dark take on this ever since Wes Craven's New Nightmare when they incorporated that into that movie. It's like a good witch story. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So moving away from kind of the dark stuff. And uh, something that looks really kind of funny, but at the same time, kind of terrifying. Uh, coming out actually this year, October 4th, is Wrinkles the Clown. This yes. is creepy as shit, because first off, clowns are always creepy. Exactly, I want his number two. Uh, I, I do like the fact that they're going a documentary style on this, which is yeah. great. It looks awesome, man. It impressed me. Uh, I wish it was out now. On my notes for this trailer, I wrote down one thing in all caps. Fucking love it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I agree, man. I'm already making a list. (laughs) It's it's scary in the sense that this shit could really happen. And it kind of did back a few years ago with the clown scare of everybody dressing up as clowns and scaring people. It, it it looks good, and usually yes. I, I I do like Magnet Entertainment stuff too, so yeah, I think this is gonna be a good fit for them. Sometime. Get some good stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I I like that they didn't go completely found footage, and then they're doing like a documentary. Because if it would have just went all found footage, I would be kind of like, eh. 
Yeah. But the oh, whole yeah, documentary, the, documentary the you know, fake documentary movies, they can be yeah. fun sometimes. Mock Exactly. Yeah. That's the I couldn't place it. Yeah. I got you, Sean. <laughs> I seen one with Jose Canseco years ago, man. It's he's not the main guy in it, but it, it's it starts out with this guy who gets a mail order bride and he turns out to like be a real nasty creep but it's supposed to be this documentary guy's filming him with his his mail order bride but then rescues her away all to find out like she's kind mm. of a crazy ass bitch and then oh wow they hire like jose canseco plays himself but <laughs> anyways i don't remember the name of that one i'll have to look it up it's worth a worth a watch interesting it made me look it up to make sure it wasn't real oh good stuff so kind of keeping on that kind of comedy um kind of side of things so last week we talked about you know upcoming movie the drone which was looks fucking fantastic so there's another one coming out uh next year called killer sofa and that does not look fantastic. <laughs> no, and it's not a sofa. <laughs> no, it's a fucking chair. I kept it's waiting for the sofa. Chair. I was like, so is the recliner his cousin? <laughs> it's like that'll be the sequel. The, the sofa actually shows up in the sequel. See, it's like and, okay, the drone. You know, they make that look like I just want to fucking see this right now. <laughs> This one, it's like they're trying to be fucking serious with it and not embracing how absurd and fucking That's crazy and weird it too. is. I kept waiting well, for like the comedy bit, and I was like, no, nah, they're trying to be real about this. I guess. The only reason I I can see this working is if it's a short film. Yeah. Because the director, I was looking him up, Bernie Rao, every single one of his director credits is for short films. That's all he's ever mm. done. Yeah. So if it was wasn't like a full feature length movie, it might be entertaining a little bit, but I don't I don't see He's just branching. I don't out, see man. it being drawn out for a whole ninety minutes or more. No. <laughs> I, I I couldn't see it being drawn out like that. But I, obviously I mean they I couldn't did. see myself sitting through it for ninety minutes. <laughs> right. It's just I'd it's, rather see tables. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh my god! Not not me because I can't stand Ronda Rousey. <laughs> what if she gets uh, I, killed? I would man. rather not see tables. Ted, why do you hate Ronda Rousey so much? <laughs> I can't stand her. I just can't stand her. Anything oh, with her, god. I avoid for the most part. <laughs> Except oh. the Expendables. That, that's like yeah. the only thing that. Watch because it's the Expendables. <laughs> yep. I I just can't stand her. That's all right. She's not for everybody. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, needless to say, Killer Sofa, it it should be so fucking weird and absurd, but they really take it seriously, and I don't know, that doesn't appeal to me. It should be a comedy, first and foremost. It should not be yes. labeled just a straight horror movie. And, you know, maybe they're not telling the whole story with the, the trailer, but this maybe trailer really kind of put me off. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't trick me right. <laughs> but, I want my money back. <laughs> exactly. So, last movie on our list that we're talking about for upcoming is coming up, actually, September 24th, they're doing a premiere in both New York and L.A., and then expanding wider on October 4th uh, we're getting First Love uh, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about First Love 
actually looks pretty good, man. It does. Takashi so. McKay. And yeah. It looks like actually something that might be along the lines that um, easier for people to watch than some of his movies might be. Right. So, some of that stuff <laughs> yeah. is hard to watch. Yeah. I mean, I like him. I don't like everything he's done, but he's always interesting. Yeah. But this looks like a good epic action movie, man. Like, I got kind of excited yeah. watching the trailer. Uh, my first thoughts was subtitles, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw the the little snippet where it said uh Takashi Mike was making it and I think he's he's great filmmaker. And then I saw the, the, the little snippet part where the the call girl or whatever is being chased down the street and the the protector guy just straight up lays that dude out. Yeah, when he clotheslined that guy, that trying, he didn't even fucking try. He's like, bump. Yeah. I'm like, oh See, fuck. At first, I wasn't into the trailer, but as soon as that clothesline hit and everything after, I'm like, yeah, yeah I just fucking got need better to see as this. it went along. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely got better as it went along. So I'll yeah. watch it. I'll get over my bullshit about subtitles to watch this movie see I, I'm the same way with subtitles and that's that's why it's hard for me with some movies like this but I've I've liked most of Takashi McKay's stuff so I'm definitely going to want to give this one a shot especially after seeing the trailer after that clothesline on it got me pumped and maybe want to see with it. the subtitles man it's it comes down to who um put them in sometimes right. there's a certain flow with them and yeah movies sometimes they linger longer than they yeah. should yeah I, I, they don't bother me typically but there's been a few movies i've seen where they, i felt like it was the subtitle the whoever put them in the movie that's who was messing it up not so much the fact that it was subtitles yeah subtitles <clears> they don't bother me like either. this is yeah. a horror movie but um you city of god it. it's a um it's because you watch so much. They have subtitles in that, but honestly, they flow so well with the Spanish language that halfway through the movie, you almost feel like you're understanding the Spanish. So. Yeah. And it's a good no, movie. I... I recommend it, even though it's not horror. Right. Nope, definitely is. So that's kind of what we got for movies, but we're not done yet. So talking about TV, we do have coming up here shortly, Castle Rock Season 2. So Castle Rock, um, is based kind of on the universe that Stephen King created. Uh, season two coming up is going to be focusing a lot about Ann Wilkes. Yes. Which is got me pumped because for those of you who are, aren't familiar with uh, Stephen King's work and whatnot, Ann Wilkes is kind of the main antagonist in Misery. and Not which, kind of. She is the main antagonist. <laughs> yes. Excuse me, Ted. <laughs> Sorry. Use your proper English. Not giving her her credit. <laughs> so, of, she is. it is focusing on Ann Wilkes, and there's going to be quite a lot going on from what I was hearing uh, regarding season two, which, obviously, with season one, they had a lot going on, too. A lot of different things. I mean... They had a lot of callbacks to Stephen King's work, and I'm expecting a lot more I'm coming I'm interested in. in this, especially because of her role. Uh, yeah. Her yeah. character's role. Because I'm interested to see what part of her life, because, you know, we got a little bit of a brief when he was flipping through her um, clippings and yeah. stuff. Yeah, her scrapbook. So we got a little taste of what might be able to... Who knows, though, man? They could do anything. Yeah. See her Mr. already crazy, man. or maybe what pushed her into madness in the first place right because i feel like she was already flipped out before he ever showed up <laughs> yeah no definitely that idea sean <laughs> <laughs> the fact that uh, she kept him prisoner 
It might have been her obsession with him, some would say. Do you know what hobbling is, Sean? Do you know what hobbling is? No. I don't. I'm I'm interested. (laughs) So that's that's got me excited. I I did enjoy Castle Rock um, season season one. I haven't finished it completely. (laughs) I don't feel so bad now because I'm the same way. Yeah, and it wasn't because it, it was bad. I just <laughs> no got sidetracked. I don't have Hulu. watched too many things. Man. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's it's just kind of one of those shows where it's 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 nice to throw on every once in a while. It's not one that I'm going to binge all the way through, but it's it's still good. And yeah, I I'm, I'm ready to finish up season one. I'm, I know I'm getting close. Me and my wife still have a couple more episodes, I believe, that we have to yeah. watch. See, that's what it I, may be more, but I, I, I try I to watch that one with my wife, and that's what slows it down tremendously. <laughs> not, my wife it's likes not that her stuff, fault. So. It's not her fault. It's just you know, family man. Sometimes it's hard well, to link up to get something yeah. to watch. Well, my case, it's my me. fault because I, I kind of just like I, I will, this one. I don't know why. Because usually I want to binge every show, but this one I'm just kind of like I want to just kind of spread it out. <laughs> so it's kind of my fault that we've taken this long to finish season one. But I'm definitely excited for season two, n- n- nonetheless. Yeah. So. So, kind of moving on to some Blu-ray news. So, um, Bill Mosley and Lin Shea have a new movie that's coming out called uh, Gothic Harvest. So, that's first off coming out on digital on October 15th, and then Blu-ray November 5th. This movie looks pretty interesting. Yeah, is it possible that this could be the most crazy character Lin Shea has ever played? (laughs) Very, very possible. (laughs) I don't know. Her character in the original Nightmare on Elm Street was seen a little <laughs> She scared uh, me for the wrong reasons. In that right? <laughs> oh, good lord. That's too good. No, so that, good that, yeah, it, it does look very, very good. Uh, Ted, do you got any other Blu-ray news you want to talk about? Uh, no, nothing's changed, uh, any of the release dates for anything in September. Um, I guess I should have mentioned this during the wrestling news, but Mill Creek has announced that, uh, it's not a horror film, but since it's wrestling, that, uh, Hulk Hogan's holiday classic Christmas movie, Santa with Muscles, is coming to Blu-ray in early November. Can I pre-order so, Sean and I are excited about that. <laughs> I'm excited for it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But that's really there's it's been dry this week, so yeah. Not, now we just need Suburban Commando like and the nanny or Mister Nanny. Yes, <laughs> yeah. You have the Hulk Hogan trilogy, right? Yep. Yeah, man. I'm ready. <laughs> With some um, what was it? Thunder in Paradise, man. I got a bootleg of that. I'm not ashamed to oh, say. <laughs> Thunder in Paradise, classic. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll throw it on on a Sunday, man. Just. Don't forget like Three Ninjas, <laughs> High Noon at Mega Mountain, whatever it was called. Yeah, I own that on DVD. Barney. That's a great one, man. Jim Barney, <laughs> Lonnie Anderson. Yep. A bunch of faces in that oh, it's it's my favorite one. Three Ninjas movie. So. Yes. <laughs> it was mine, too, just because of the fact that Hulk Hogan was in it. Yes. <laughs> so last year, with the release of Halloween 2018, they obviously released the official soundtrack. This year, they are releasing an extended version of that soundtrack. So this is going to contain uh, 28 additional minutes of unreleased music that they did not release with last year's um, soundtrack. So this is coming out October 18th. 
obviously John Carpenter and his son Cody Carpenter did the music with Daniel Davies. And what's cool about this is they've got a couple different versions you can get. Um, you've got the 12-inch vinyl that you can get, and they've got some special editions for that, uh, as well as the regular CD edition. And so there's some different options that you can get. I do like collecting motion picture soundtracks when I can, so this is going to be one I definitely want to get. I, I already got the last year's version with the regular soundtrack. Yeah, as I say, it's I, cool. I think, it, I mean, soundtracks are awesome, and John Carpenter always does a good job. Yep. I just wish for once somebody would stop trying to get extra money out of everybody's pockets and just release the full version of everything the first time yeah, out. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> but this may be, because what I'm thinking, because most of the music that we hear on the original soundtrack they released last year was like all the music that they had in the movie. So I'm wondering if this may be like alternate takes Uh, on, on music or stuff that they ended up not using. So that's why it's piqued my interest because, you know, maybe they've finally like, you know, everybody loved the soundtrack, you know, why don't we release some of this alternate stuff or, or whatever the case may be. And that may not be the case. It may be stuff that I am not remembering correctly that they are releasing, but I, I honestly thought when I listened through the soundtrack and watched the movie, because I've watched it a few times, I've listened to the soundtrack a few times, and I could have sworn everything was in, in there that they had in the movie. So it, it, it's going to be interesting to see what actually they do have on there. But that that is coming October 18th, and I'm excited about it. I, I know it's a re-release, and you know, maybe it is gouging more money. I don't give a shit because I, I love this kind of stuff. So uh, I'm, I'm going to get it because, I mean, I've, if you look at it, I've, I've got like five different versions of Halloween on Blu-ray and <laughs> I don't even know how many versions on DVDs. So I have no problem with spending extra money. I was thinking about picking up the MP3 on iTunes or something Yeah, on my phone. Yeah, especially for the Halloween season. It's great to have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've already been bumping the the original theme song in my car. Yep, I'm feeling I'm feeling it this year. Yeah, I've, I've started listening to the 2018 soundtrack again, trying to get into the Halloween spirit, especially when I'm driving. So Gotta I'm to the so Monster Mash, man. <laughs> yeah. Monster Mash. <laughs> oh man, I've been listening to the Misfits version of it. And I love it. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. I love that they didn't turn it into a metal song. They did it the way it was supposed to be done. Yeah, they're a good, like, cover band. They're not what, like, <laughs> if you just see them on the service and not actually listen to most of their stuff. Yeah. You know, the wrong image of <laughs> <Right>. them. <laughs> so, next we're talking about books. So, Max Brooks. Max Brooks wrote Zombie Survival Guide and World War Z. He's the son of Mel Brooks. He's coming out with a new book. Um, Sean, why don't you tell us a little bit about this new book he's coming out with? Yeah, I'm excited for this, man. It's called... I think the evolution, a first-hand account of the Rainer Sasquatch massacre. Sasquatch. Got to watch out for them Sam Squatches, guys. Sam Squatches. I think it's supposed to um, take place after Mount Rainer had an eruption and there was a few Bigfoot sightings or a massacre. I'm not sure of all the details on that, but I do know it's told uh, just like World War Z with a first-hand account story okay of what these people went through and just from that was my favorite part of the end of the zombie survival guy with the first hand accounts and why i bought world war z in the first place i think he has nice. a real talent for 
giving a almost realistic writing of if this could be real. And I believe he's taking this from something that is, you know, in the Bigfoot communi- community believed to okay. have happened. So he's using yeah, real I, source material. Yeah, if that's the route he's going with this, kind of like how he did with World War Z, I'm all about it because I really enjoyed World War Z and how he kind of told that story with, you know, all these different stories. And if, if that's how he's doing it, I'm 100% for that. Yes, here it is. It says he brings crate. Kate's extraordinary account to light for the first time, faithfully reproducing her words alongside his own extensive investigation into the massacre and the legendary beast behind it. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm ready for this. It comes out May 12th, 2020. Okay. I'm sure Amazon and everywhere. I don't know where you can buy it from. Oh, yeah. Books are easy to find. Do yeah, some work are. on your own, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, even your local Barnes and Noble, if it's still open, will have it. Those have been closing like crazy. Yeah, we have books a million, but it's called something else now. Like I think it says okay. BM on the front of the building. We still got Barnes and Noble here. <laughs> See, you say BM, and it makes <laughs> me think bowel moving. <laughs> I know that's what I thought too, man. <laughs> Compared no, to what they used to be, that's about right. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to find good bookstores. That's besides yeah. what we're talking about. <laughs> well, we, like, we like half-price books up here. I, I, I don't know if you guys got them around where you guys are, but half-price books is, is great because they usually have a good selection of movies because it's all second-hand stuff, so it, yeah, we, it's stuff that you can sell to them. Second and Charles. Okay. Okay. But, but, yeah, they have everything. They've got games. They've got movies. They've yeah. got books, obviously. They've got yeah. they've got a wide range of everything. You can go in and see old Genesis and games in there sometimes. Yeah. I watch them farm. Almost reminds me of the old used bookstores a little bit. A little bit cleaner yep. and nicer looking, but same right. idea. <laughs> Which I miss those, man. Those were great. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, that's that's some good news. I mean, we, we had a lot of news this week. That's for sure. But that's that's good. Keeps us busy. Keeps us researching stuff. That's that's for damn sure. So Friday the thirteenth is coming up this week. And Friday the thirteenth is almost kinda like Halloween. It's like our Christmas time. It's a great time to watch some horror movies, especially the Friday the thirteenth series. So that's what we're talking about this week is we're talking about the Friday the thirteenth series in honor of Friday the thirteenth. What we're gonna be t- discussing tonight is our top five favorite Friday the 13th movies. Now, personally, I've got mine ranked from my, out of my top five favorite, I've got it ranked from my least favorite to my favorite. Yeah, I got it though. My, for the top awesome. five. Yeah, me I mean, I put my top five, you know what I mean? Yep. But my least favorite of my top five. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Making sure I'm so, I'm sure mine might be a little controversial, which is fine, because... Same. <laughs> It's my it opinion, but do, that's man. it. It was hard for me to do, honestly. Yeah. I figured it out. <laughs> See, for me, it was easy to do just for the fact that the way I rank them changes often. Exactly. Yeah. I do too, man. There's only like only thing one that stays right where it's at, and that's the first place one. So, that's the one that yeah, never changes. The only one that stays yep. the same for me is my absolute favorite. Yeah. yeah, same here. Same here. Otherwise, they all kind of fluctuate, with the exception... My least favorite is always Jason Goes to Hell. I don't give a fuck. I 
Preach don't it, really brother. care for that movie. I really don't. Everything about that movie just kind of sucked. But we're not talking about least favorite right now. We're talking about our favorite. <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> exactly. I, I could go on a long rant about Jason Gozell. Probably end up there anyways. <laughs> right. We probably will. Knowing how we yeah. go, we, we'll probably end up there anyways. So just stay tuned. You, we'll, we'll see where this fucking goes because we we have a kind of a outline but you know we like going off script a lot of the time anyway so <laughs> fuck it we're gonna go with it so we're gonna talk about our top five here though first uh so who would like to go first I'll are we ever gonna round robin everybody does i'll five, go first or? but my f- first one on the list is part seven okay definitely one of my favorites i just love the angle of he actually has someone on a supernatural level to battle him yeah and the opening is one of my favorite openings. It's not my favorite, but definitely right. one of the best openings ever in Friday history. First appearance of Kane, I believe. Or am I crazy? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yes, nope, you're right. Correct. Yeah. Fun movie. Good story. Not in part of the um, continuation of the story from the movies before, but I still enjoyed it quite a bit. Compared That's why to some I call of the, the new blood, though. Yeah. Well, if you're looking for continuity in Friday the 13th franchise, you're going to go crazy. That's for sure. I think people are crazy when they bring that to horror in the first place. Exactly. have a loose continuity and leave the rest alone. (laughs) Yeah. This isn't the Marvel Universe. I mean, fuck it. He was in a la- he was in the lake at the end of part six. So I mean, that's all the real continuity you really need. Exactly. And he right? came and from he the lake the, in part. He seven. had the chopped up mask and everything. And it's very possible there was more than one body down there. It is yep. Crystal Lake after him. Exactly. <laughs> I just assumed it took place years later. Right. I'm, uh, I agree. So you want me to just keep going then? Yeah, just all keep right. going. Well, next is um, this was hard for me to do, man. But part six. Okay. Which it sometimes ranks a little higher, man, but that's where it's at now, man. Again, just, I think, an awesome, one of the most fun movies in the entire franchise. <clears throat> I'm just going to keep going down the list, man. Yeah. But um, part two is next. Definitely used to be my favorite at one time when I was growing up. I love, um, uh, what's the survivor girl's name, guys? I feel like an ass. Jeannie? Yes. I love her character mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. Next on the list in number two spot is part four. And in the first spot is part one. Those are my favorite two. I feel okay. like it's the official beginning and ending of the whole entire series. Part one is the reason it's my favorite is it just has such a simple way about it, but the best tone of any of the movies. It's truly just... Okay. At its barest bones, a horror movie, and not even just a Jason movie, just the beginning of so many great things to come. And the reason awesome. two, I mean, four is at the two spot is just because I think it's the most. I go back and forth with part six with this, but it's the most balls out in your face, Jason, of all of them. Yeah. And honestly, if it wasn't for my feelings for part one, it probably would rank at the top spot. Okay. Cool. Well, I'll go next. Um, kind of discuss my top five. So, and like I said, this changes quite often. Yeah, mine too, man. That's why I said it was hard to do. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like I'm disrespecting as, other movies, not to cut you right. <laughs> so for the most part, these ones are usually in my top five. There are other ones that do come into play a lot of times, 
but typically these are the top five that are in my top five somewhere. So currently my number five pick would be part three. Obviously, it's the first time we get Jason with the hockey mask, so that's iconic in itself. Yes. Growing up, uh, that was, when I was a little kid, man, that was my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Plus, I've, I've seen it so many times. It's it's probably the one I've seen the most out of all yeah, the Friday the 13th movies. <laughs> so that's, it's all, that, that this one especially is always in my top five. Uh, my number four pick is part four. Um, final chapter. I mean, you got Tom Savini back doing the makeup for Jason. You've got the first introduction of Tommy Jarvis. That that whole movie just it's I felt amazing. for the most part was almost perfect. Yeah. You know, man. it's one of my honestly top horror movies. Yeah. So part four is definitely always also in my. Uh, top five. Now, my number three pick right now currently isn't always in my top five, but it's in there a lot. So my number three pick is part two, because Backhead Jason is always good. I've 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 always loved Backhead Jason. Even he almost has a more realistic. Yeah, it's just him. I felt like it was the perfect continuation of the story. Right, because I mean, obviously the 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 hockey mask is always going to be iconic, but there's just something about that burlap sack. And just kind of the whole backwards kind of look of him is just kind of unsettling. It makes him look more feral. Yeah. And Jenny yes. telling her story in the bar kind of just sets up yeah. like the whole yes. series for us. <laughs> exactly. And obviously Jenny is is great. She's the perfect final girl yeah. for this. And just kind of everything kind of all works together, you know, for this movie, which is great. Because you've got the the continuation basically of part one at the very beginning where, you know, we meet up with Alice and then she gets, you know, her comeuppance at the hands of Jason after finding Mrs. Voorhees yeah. head in her fridge and just kind of the whole movie as a whole is, is it's, it's just great. It may not always be my top five, but it's, it's usually in there. Now my top two pick is the one where there's always controversy with a lot of fans. My top two pick is the remake. I love the remake. I'm, I'm, I'm not shy about it. I fucking love it. I think it's for the time that it came out, you couldn't have probably asked for a better Friday the 13th movie. I felt mm-hmm. it had every aspect that you could want for a Friday the 13th movie. Derek Mears is, is Jason. He's was the, the only pick. thing that I enjoyed in the movie. For me. Yeah, I thought Derek Mears was perfect as a Jason. And that mm, opening yes. kill. He's one of my favorites, actually. I thought yep. that opening kill where the guy's over the fire, or the girl's over the fire, and he runs up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, this is yeah. going to be great. But it, for me, it let me down after that. Yeah. And and I, and I understand. It's it's not for everyone. But I felt it it had everything that you should have in a Friday the 13th movie. It had it had the kills. It's better than Freddy versus t- Jason. Had the that's, TNA, that's for had sure. The, had the gore. Yep. Yep. Had everything, man. Yeah. Maybe a little Sean, bit I'm extra that it. a lot of people didn't like. But. Right. Well, I'm shocked so. that Freddy versus Jason wasn't your number one pick, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> See, and I was con- conflicted, and then I woke up <laughs> from my nightmare. Now, my if if there was two things I could change about the remake, um, number one, the music could have been better. I, I wish the music would have been more in line with how the Friday the 13th music used to yeah. be. 
because it felt kind of almost monotone because they went very minimalistic with the music, yeah. which isn't it like, bad. It felt like there wasn't really any music at all. For right. A lot That's of the movie. What I felt like too, right. You know. So, so that was one of my beefs with the movie was that, and that, that, you know, I mean, it is what it is. The the music wasn't bad. It just left me wanting more from it. The other thing that I didn't particularly care for, but we didn't really get to see it was Jason's face and how they modeled his face. I don't know. There was just something about that. It looked like sloth. Yeah. It just felt like okay, this is almost kind of cartoonish, <laughs> but obviously we, unless Jason you're watching the truffle shuffle, right? <laughs> but that's give him not a baby Ruth first. But that's not something that we really get to see <laughs> hardly at all. So I mean, it's it is what it is. But like I said, the kills were there, the TNA was there, everything that you could want from a Friday the Thirteenth movie was there, in my opinion. So that's why it's in my number two spot, and usually it's between rank two and four for me but a lot of the times it's, it's closer to number one but it, it's that's never gonna be number one because my number one pick and this movie is always forever my number one pick this is the one that doesn't change for me but friday the 13th part six jason lives it is the first friday the 13th movie i ever saw so for me that is the perfect friday the 13th movie i mean you had the kills you had the comedy uh cj graham was my Jason has been. I mean, I love Kane Hodder. I mean, he was, I think Graham's obviously Jason the most, but CJ Graham will always be my Jason. Um, you know, you had Alice Cooper doing the soundtrack for it, which you can't get anybody better. It's like the rock and roll music version of Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Which was great. And I loved it. And everything about that movie was great. The casting was perfect. You couldn't get much more Friday the 13th than part six in my opinion and it was it was perfect even more perfect than uh part four in my opinion it's it's the friday the 13th movie no it's funny my number one pick was actually part one but it was the first one i saw too so i don't know if that has something to do with it that's funny my my number one is the first one i ever saw Uh, as well we're (laughs) on to something maybe makes it more special special I guess I'll go next. Do it, man. Just do it. All right. Well, my my fifth spot, and I feel like I feel the same as Isaiah. I feel like my uh, my whole list could possibly start some controversy in the community if they even cared. We um, can't <laughs> my fifth part is part, or my fifth pick is Part Eight: Jason Takes Manhattan. It was such a fun movie. I don't care about the the oh, they were only in New York for a little bit of time. That is a little misleading with the title. I'm not mad about your choice because I'm just glad somebody picked it. Yeah. <laughs> it's for, it, well, I mean, at you one got, time it was like one I of said, the most a, hated. And I yeah. think people yeah, have gotten well, you over got, that you got, you got Kane doing what Kane does best in this movie. Mm-hmm. And that's doing great freaking stunts. It's and not a bad the, slasher film. That's, that's and then you got the head it. punch off the movie. roof. That was freaking awesome. Yep. Yeah, plus um, his look... It, that's my yes, favorite I love Jason that look. hockey mask. I fucking love that. That is my favorite mask out of all of them. I think it's people's bad reception at first Jason is... Jason X pre-Uber. Yep, pre-Uber Jason <laughs> yeah. was great too. Um, my fourth pick is part four, Final Friday. You got Tom Savini coming back, like we said already. Um, 
Ted White, one of the greatest stuntmen ever. He does a good job. You got job. the great he's he's killing me. He's killing me. <laughs> sometimes um, when that scene makes me laugh from... and then sometimes I go, damn, that sucks. Like it hits me different ways every time. <laughs> it's never the same. <laughs> oh man. I thought the transition from the end of three to the beginning of four was beautiful. I thought it was a it was perfect. Not and then enough. the the throat cut with a twist in the in the hospital was freaking amazing. Yeah, it's Tom Savini doing what Tom Savini does best. Yeah, at the time, and I feel like Crispin that was the Glover most dancing like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, he's great in everything. It was yeah. like the most and brutal Friday at the time. Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was out there, and it wasn't an in-your-face type Jason movie. The best. And my Jason third pick killed. is. <laughs> the the 2009 reboot I love it as well I go to bat for this movie every chance I get it's for me I agree with Isaiah it had everything that I wanted in a Friday film at Derek Mears he's a spectacular Jason and you can see it in talking to him and knowing a little bit about his yeah. background and his personal connection with the character you can see that in his performance he came out with such a massive show of force in the first scene he was in, and I was hooked. Absolutely freaking hooked. And then I also have a comment. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people don't like when sequels try to change canon. I understand that, and I don't. I didn't really care for the tunneling aspect. I didn't but my yeah, view man. is at least they didn't change Jason into a satanic body-snatching worm. <laughs> Amen. A fucking men. The final Good girl Lord. bait and switch, man. That shit got me. Yeah, that yeah. got me too. I thought for sure she was the one that was meant to survive. I really yes, did. yes, I did too. And it was like she's the perfect final girl. And then nope, goodbye. <laughs> she didn't have of perfect eye, she placement. Should. How could she be the yes? <laughs> Tits are stupendous. He should have been the final girl, huh? <laughs> Oh, I loved it when he died. It was so great. Yes. Yeah, we yes. were all waiting for him. That was his job. My, my number two in my lineup would be uh, part two. It's... Same with part four. It was such a great transition from the previous movie. It was their first appearance of the adult Jason. Steve Dash, we all know about that whole controversy, but Steve Dash, yep. he, I think he was among the best of the Jasons. Mm-hmm. And and I, I always felt like there was some type of callback in this movie to Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho with Jason's shrine to his mother and worshipping his mother and all that. Yeah. And I thought that I was I always got great. that feeling too, man. He gave that connection. Makes it more personal <laughs> on his end. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like uh, I saw someone post something a while back saying uh, daddy issues turned you into a whore or a slut and mommy issues turned you into a serial killer. <laughs> 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 That's so true. <laughs> oh, and my number one pick is part six, Jason Lives, and I will never change that. It is my first Friday film I ever watched. I freaking love this movie. I thought that the 
the way they handled the comedy and the humor without making a joke of Jason was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Had, had two of my favorite kills in the whole franchise with the triple decapitation and mm-hmm. the backbreaking of the sheriff. Yes. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. The, yeah, and it, and it became even more my favorite when I learned how they did it because it was so genius. Yeah. And then you got the the Frankenstein monster revival with uh, Tom Matthews as the antagonist of the movie and he killed it. As far as I'm concerned, he's Tom yeah, Jarvis in my He life. is, man. He's exactly. the version for sure. Man. <clears throat> and my favorite quote job. of the whole movie Wherever the red dot goes, you bang. You bang. bang. <laughs> Man, I got a, I got a Jason Live shirt from Fright Rags, and they put little um quotes on the tags, and that's the quote yeah. on the tag that just made that shirt so much nice. awesome. <laughs> Have you seen the Jason Live shirt with the remake Jason on it? No. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Thankfully, no. Oh my god, <laughs> that's great. All right, Ted, what's your top five? All right, children. School is in session. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like the the substitute teacher that really doesn't want to work today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not the substitute. I'm the real deal. All right, so... So I did not rank mine because that would be like trying to choose who my favorite ex-wife is going to be, Catherine Isabel or Alexa Bliss, so I can't do that. So, so, <laughs> so my ranking is just the order which they were released in my top five. <clears throat> first on the list is Friday 13th Part 2. I uh, love this movie. It's the first movie done over again, essentially, but they injected ster- uh, steroids into it. Uh, Jenny, of <laughs> course, is she's my favorite final girl of the entire franchise. I mean, she's smart. She's beautiful. She's tough. Mm-hmm. She's beautiful. She's sweet. <laughs> she's beautiful. <laughs> Nobody can really mess yeah, with her. I she's the best and did I mention that she's beautiful? Series. And she uh, fucking okay. kicked some yeah, fucking ass. She's the ass. best in the series. Yeah. Uh, Paul, there's someone in this room. Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I love I love the characters. All the characters are likable. Um, Ted is my favorite character, not because he has the same name as me, but he has <laughs> some of the greatest jokes. And he lives because yes. he decided to because stay he wanted to keep drinking. Yep. He wanted to keep drinking. Smart man. The only us. time I think alcohol has actually saved a person. Well, besides Jim Leahy and Trailer Park Boys, I guess you could say. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, part two is really fun, and I have always loved it. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much uh, what I got to say about that. Uh, my second on the list is, of course, the final chapter. Uh, again, uh, this is probably, in my opinion, the most brutal Jason has ever been. This is basically yeah. Jason. It feels like Jason's like, you know, I'm I'm not jacking around anymore. I'm, yeah, you know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm mad. Bastards. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm I'm tired. Yeah, I've I've got a machete to the shoulder, axe to the head. I've been hung. I'm just I'm tired. I'm killing everything in my path. Yeah, I like the characters. Of course, you got the first appearance of Tommy Jarvis who. Um, not 
this doesn't happen a lot in horror franchises, uh, but you know, you got one character who kind of gets his own little trilogy, and uh, of course, actually lives through that whole trilogy. <laughs> so that's a rarity, right. also. That's a rare. Um, but um, you know, it's got some of the great lines. It's got some great characters and stuff that's already been mentioned. Of course, you had Crispin Glover dancing like he's high on acid, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You you have the double mitt twin uh, girls. Um, yeah, I don't have to say any more about that. I love that. the look hey. on his face when he gets his um, cleaver to the face, man. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yes. It just looks yes. like Crispin Glover done, like, perfectly. <laughs> you have another... T- you, have <laughs> you have another Ted in this movie, but he's, like, basically the opposite of the Ted from Part 2. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But he has some great lines like, you know, I'll give Teddy Bear a kiss. Mark actually asked me if if I use that line, and yes, I do. So, uh... (laughs) Oh, I knew the answer before I asked the question, (laughs) (laughs) And I love the ending, just the whole, um... The the, uh, brother and sister having to team up and, you know fight Jason together. Yeah. There's they don't have any more help. They're the only two left. Tommy outsmarting Jason by shaving his head and making himself look like young Jason and messing with his mind. The way Jenny did when she put on the sweater in part two in the shack. Um so yeah, part four, love. Um next on my list is gonna be a little controversy to some people probably, but I'm gonna say Friday thirteenth, a new beginning. I love part five because it's so sleazy. It's just I was awesome. ta- it's tied see, between that and it part seven made my to list. add to my list. It was yeah. so close. I was going back and <laughs> forth. See, part five is the mm. one that always goes back and forth because I, I do love part five. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it depends on my mood. I, I, I mean, I, I still love the movie no matter what, but for being my top five, it... <laughs> Honestly, if, if if I were to say part five kind of ranks between um, my number three pick and my number six pick, it's it's usually not any lower or any higher than that, but it's usually kind of smart right by there. not ranking. That's why we keep moving them, because we just can't rank Let's them. Let's be real, guys. I don't rank them. I can't know, rank them. We all know Ted put part five on his list because Deborah Voorhees. Yes. <laughs> 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 well, Danny Steinman knows what people like, okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> but part five it's a lot of fun it, i still love pan it doesn't take itself seriously yep. you know it really doesn't and it's it's the characters are so over the top like ethel and junior <laughs> yep. has some of the best lines of the entire franchise yes <laughs> in my opinion <laughs> you i got a box after me sheriff <laughs> well, you shut crazy the stuff fuck like up that. <laughs> I love it. He hit me, Ma. <laughs> he hit me, Ma. He hurt me. I love the sheriff in this movie because he's just like, oh crap, this is this is happening, this is going on, and and even the sheriff's like, what if it is Jason Voorhees? And the mayor is like, are you high? Essentially, Jason Voorhees is dead, and he's just like, well. Are you sure about that? <laughs> you know, just hmm? stuff like that. The sheriff always comes off as like, he cares but doesn't care at the yeah. same time. He's just like, oh, I just yeah. want to yeah. sleep in my station. <laughs> like yeah. my deputies. It's supposed to be an easy yeah. job. talking to me, sheriff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. See, I don't you even know. care. 
who the killer is, like then it's obvious. But that, who cares, man? The movie's yeah. still awesome. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> this 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 movie got a bad rap just because Jason wasn't the killer. But I was like, he wasn't and the killer in part one either. I mean, you're right. And, th- and that that's the beautiful that's the beautiful thing about this movie is that it still feels like a Friday the Thirteenth movie, even though yeah. Jason isn't the killer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you don't know it's, that until the very end scene, anyways. Well. Yeah, but even even afterwards, it's it's still even with all that knowledge, it still feels like a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Whereas if you were to try to like take Freddy out of a Nightmare on Elm Street and have Howdy Doody or whoever the fuck else, you know, it's not gonna feel like Nightmare on Elm Street. But this one, it really did feel like a Friday the Thirteenth movie, even without it being Jason. And we have to mention Reggie the Reckless. He's my favorite character in this movie. Yep, solid. Reggie. <laughs> Freaking A. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> um Re- Reggie's Pam. great. She's my he... girlfriend. <laughs> Reggie's great, man. He takes the fight to Roy, man. He drives that tractor like a boss, man. Randy's Reggie's yep. awesome. I like Tommy in this movie, how damaged he is, and you know, he's so traumatized what happened in part four. And the fact that he is like a kung fu master now, all of a sudden, which is just great. <laughs> he awesome. read a lot of books. Love, it. He read a lot of books. The outhouse scene. <laughs> love the outhouse scene. Of course, you have uh, Miguel Ooh, Nunez from Return of the Living Dead singing, "Hey, baby, yep. ooh, baby." I mean, it's 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 a fun movie. I love it. It's it is what it is. I mean, it's a pure slasher film, in my personal opinion, and I love it. And you can people can hate it, but I love it, and it's not gonna change. You're gonna get it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> my next on my list is, of course, uh, Part Six: Jason Lives. Um, I have the whole Tommy Jarvis trilogy on this list because I just love the Tommy <laughs> Jarvis trilogy. Um, <laughs> really, what's not? What can I say that hasn't been said about Part Six already tonight? Uh, it's a fun movie. It's a comedy, but they don't make fun of Jason. Jason's not. Jason's serious. The characters can kind of become uh, caricatures. Well, no, that's not mm-hmm. the right word. Not really caricatures. They're well, kind of, kind well, of in a way. I, I know what you're trying to say, but yeah, just a, a little more fun, but not. You know, they don't. It's not over the top though. But I mean, it's it's more comedic, like dark humor. That's what I'm thinking. It's dark humor. You're right. They have. Yeah, it, but Jason's treated completely seriously. That's why I like um, uh, Frank Macunzo Jr. You know, and Tom McLaughlin's like, "Hey, can I, yeah, like, have fun with I this?" Think it's and got he's one like, of the yeah, most iconic shots of Jason. of Jason standing on top of that RV after a flip two. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You have that. I love how he comes back to life, just like Frankenstein. Mm. You know, with the lightning bolt striking the the uh, Frankenstein's monster, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you want Let's to get technical, it's, Dark Crystal. it's it's Frankenstein. <laughs> it's Frankenstein, actually. So take that, Mark. So I still calm, calm down, Mel Brooks. It's, calm <laughs> it's actually Gene Wilder too. So get that right, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ted, you're gonna start a war. <laughs> oh, it's already over, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> You might have won but, the, uh, the battle, but I'm going to win the next battle. 
Jeez. We have Tom we have Tom Matthews coming in now as Tommy and uh he does a great job. Um I love Megan. She's probably my she, yeah. I'll, no, I'll say she's my second favorite final girl behind Jenny. Megan, she's got this wit and sarca- or sarcastic wit that it yeah. just makes it makes her great. And um of course this is the only Friday the 13th movie where there are actually children at the camp when all this is going on. Yeah. Yep. So that was always interesting. I love those kids interactions with each other, especially in the climax when like the two boys are under the bed and like so what were you going to be when you if you grew up <laughs> things like that just and then yeah. you got a uh, little Nancy little girl, sweet little girl who is always getting freaked out and Jason standing over her bed and you're just like, Oh, don't do it, Jason. Just don't do it. This one time. <laughs> but, uh, just walk away. Just walk away. This time you'll have to, uh, uh, Cece, uh, she gets like the most brutal death in the movie, which you only see part of. And then you see the aftermath where it's just blood all over the cabin. You're just like, Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you saw it. <laughs> There's that's all that's left. Jason just ripped her apart. I think. <laughs> uh, of course, it's already been mentioned. Triple decapitation kills. I love uh, the the dude with the glasses doing the paintball fight. He shoots Jason once, and Jason just stops and is like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> yeah, <Yes. laughs> great. Help the, me! He's gonna kill me. <laughs> you feel sorry for that guy whenever they find like some of his remains. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, poor guy. <laughs> but um, you have the guy who got his arm ripped off and flew into the tree and had the smiley face with the that was the awesome. Blood. That's yeah, great. <laughs> but yeah, now of course, like, thanks. You you could if you wanted to, you could end I guess the franchise with this movie if you wanted to stop. Like if you were watching, you're like I don't want to watch anymore. That would be a perfect ending, I think. Yeah. Send yeah, Jason right back to the right. lake. And then my final pick. Before my final pick, I'll do an honorable mention. I love Jason X because it's just a fun slasher movie set in space. Yes. People hate Thank it because it's Ted. in space again, but <laughs> I love it. If it wasn't just for some the ne- my next pick to actually have some atmosphere in it, it would be hard to be like, oh, you know, should I put this in or not? But Jason X honorable mention i have fun with it it has one of the best kills in the franchise with the heads the nitroglycerin head smash yep. kill i love it i love mm. uber jason i thought he was cool looking um it's, it's just a fun slash for me to care for sure man. i like it i've always loved, when i've rented it for the first time on vhs i fell in love with it i was like this movie's fun it's great i love janessa as a character she has some great funny lines in it it sucks on so many yeah, levels. sucks on so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Jason X is an honorable mention. Um, and another honorable mention, of course, is the first movie, because, you know, without it, we wouldn't have a franchise. And right. It's, icon- it's, like, it's just as iconic as any of the other ones I've mentioned. Um, so my final on the list would be Part 7, The New Blood, because I love the dark atmosphere it has. I love that the kids are just there to have a party. Um it's not camp or anything like that. They're in a rented house. I love Tina, how she has to deal with the trauma of what happened to her father because her powers, she couldn't control them. And I love that, uh, as Sean mentioned earlier, that Jason has an actual supernatural foe for the first time. 
uh, yep. to go up against him. And that final fight between her and him throughout the house and it, it is fantastic. She rips his mask off, sets him on yeah, fire. It's fun, man. And bravo to Kane, man. <laughs> yeah. Of course, Kane, Kane, after what he went through in his life to be set on fire like that. And I mean, yeah, that's awesome. I don't that, think I would have yeah, been This job dedication. Amazing. Yeah. I don't think if and I was got, in shoes, uh, I got Bad News Cruz. He was a great villain. Yep. Terry Kaiser is Bad News Cruz has one of the satisfying Too bad. Uh, the <laughs> too bad this movie was butchered by the MPAA because there's so many great kills yeah. in this movie. You got Melissa, your quintessential stuck-up rich girl. You love to hate. Yeah. Is this how they wear their jackets in the insane aside them? <laughs> so, y- y- you got your cliche characters in this one, but I, don't know, I love it. It's dark, it's atmospheric. I love the. Uh, I I just love it. That's all I can really say about it. It's just yeah. a fun. It's just it's a fun movie. I love the opening. You know, of course, Sean said that earlier. There's just there's just a curse around here. Narrated by um, Walt, who played um, what's his face from parts one and two. Now his name is me <laughs> Ralph. Walt yes, Gorney, thank you, Ralph. I think. Ralph. <laughs> So I mean, it's it's a great addition to the. As far as I'm concerned, every bum guy, drunk guy, and every Jason is a cousin or uncle or somehow related to Ralph. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Even that guy in part three that they found, he has the rabbit's eye or whatever it was. (laughs) Yeah, the deckhand in part eight. (laughs) Yep. You're all gonna die. Only the only the guy with the rabbit eye from Part Three lives. <laughs> right. I saw somewhere so, someone said his name was Abel, but they never said that in the movie. Right. Yeah, his name was never. Yeah, seen. they never he's did. Only, he's only in. I wonder one if one. how he's listed. Maybe once they named in the script, yeah. I don't know. Probably. <clears throat> but Part Seven, great. Like you guys said, it's it's hard to just pick your absolute favorite. I know that's why I was like, I could just sit and list all. Yeah. These yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you know, of course. That's why know, I can't like, wait till next no Friday. I'm watching all of them <laughs> over the weekend. I can't, you know, I I love part eight too. I love, you know, I love them so. But those are my top five that I would pick. If you're gonna yeah. have somebody like jump into the franchise, bar maybe you know include part one since it's the first, but I'd say you know those would be a good, yeah, you know, stepping into point. But yeah, that's my list. Awesome. Well, yeah. I know I kind of opened up that can of worms kind of there in the beginning. Um, so I kind of mentioned that Jason Goes to Hell is my least favorite. Actually, I fucking hate that movie because it's a piece of shit. When I first saw um, it, it was my least favorite. It's grown on me over time, mainly because it does still, even though they completely fucked it up in a lot of ways, man, it still has that Crystal Lake feel. And some of the kills I, yeah. I like, and some of the characters I really enjoy, like at the diner and stuff. Yeah, man, I, I say if they would have taken Jason out of the movie completely, like no bit of Jason at all, it would have been a great body snatching flick. Yeah, yeah. well, and that's the, what I hated about it main... first too. When he wasn't in it, and they did that whole thing, I was like, "Fuck this movie! I hate it." It's just little things about it for whatever reason that's growing on me a little bit. So, 
And I hate it because Creighton Duke up to be such a big badass, and he didn't even do a fucking thing in the whole nope. damn movie. Not he is not an interesting character. Break somebody's fingers. He broke the hell out of him. He, he he says he says some stupid lines at the beginning that people fawn over, but he it's it doesn't. There's no context behind it. Yeah. The, the whole no. point, the reason I hate the movie is they introduce this whole new mythology about the bloodline of Voorhees. You have yeah, to have this special was, dagger that, that only that a Voorhees can so... use. And as like, you have eight movies before this, and now you're just throwing it all it's in. It's definitely here in part low nine. on my list. I wouldn't rank it high. It's just. Yeah. Oh, it's it's my least it's... favorite. I freaking hate this movie, like yeah. Isaiah. Yeah. I hate it this... with passion. I see. I, I don't know. Jason versus Freddy, if you count that, man. I just, there's something about that. I'd yeah, rather watch Go to second Hell. I'd rather favorite. watch Go to Hell. Yeah. <laughs> I, can have, I can have fun with Freddy versus Jason. It entertains me. Yeah. Jason Goes to Hell does not entertain me. I hate that movie. With I passion. like parts of that movie. Mm-hmm. Part nine is yeah, definitely on the bottom for me. Dead last. I hate it. Yeah. I don't even watch it anymore. Like, I haven't watched that fucking thing in years. Like, I... I because I tried watching it about five or six years ago, and I'm like, nope, I still fucking hate this movie. And <laughs> I've just left it at that. Like, it's that's the one movie out of the set, you know, the Blu-ray set, mm-hmm. um, that I have not taken out of the case, you know, or out of the whatever. So that one stayed in there the whole time. Every other movie I've watched at least a few times, but fuck that movie. Fuck that movie forever. <laughs> I like the look of Jason. That's it. See, I must just that be fucking movie can go burn. I, hate, I like this I mask and I like the bones showing. And Freddy in the remake, but I still watch the motherfuckers like an asshole every fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> I'll still watch it when I'm marathoning because it's yeah, there, but I, it's, I hate it, though. If it, I, it's my least favorite. If I'm marathoning it by myself, I'll skip it, but if I'm watching with other people, I'll watch it. It's like and that, the, that may be why I haven't watched it because I've, I've only ever tried to watch it by myself. If, if, if it were in a group of people, I probably would watch it. Oh, because we we just have no mercy with it, man. We we miss, yeah. miss MST three K yeah. that exactly. Like that. <laughs> It'd be like Mystery Science Theater, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's the only way I could watch it. It's, it's just like, talking shit about it the whole it's time. It's like in the Puppet Master franchise. I freaking hate Retro Puppet Master, but I still watch it whenever I marathon. Yeah, exactly. The movies. Yeah. I hate it. It's so to me <laughs> that movie's so freaking boring, but I still watch it's so it. boring, dude. <laughs> yeah, That's like um. Sleepaway Camp 4 that they released, which isn't really a full <laughs> version. I was like, if you watch that when you watch, that's when you shouldn't watch with the marathon because it's basically just a clip show. <laughs> that that movie, that movie doesn't exist for me. Yeah. Sleepaway Camp 4. I bought it under some other people's advisement that I shouldn't have listened to. <laughs> I watched it. I can say I've seen it now. But I watched it as a part four after watching the first three. And I was like, man, I just you watched see, these movies. That's basically like, I, I don't know, I keep going back to Puppet Master. Like, Puppet Master Legacy yeah. is like a clip movie, but it was made mm-hmm. to be a clip movie. It wasn't a movie yeah. that they started to make, and then they lost money, and it shut down. Exactly. So. It's a little different. Same idea. Yeah. Not That was the intended idea. This was just some shit someone threw together so they could put it out. Yeah. I'd rather watch Return yeah. to Sleepaway Camp. That's the real part four to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and to me, holds up in the franchise. So. Yeah. But this is kind of what we think. Um, you know, obviously, we still would love to hear what you guys think. How would you guys rank movies in this franchise? You know, what are your top five? You know, let us know. You can reach us through our Facebook page or other social media like Instagram, Twitter. We got it all set up at CLLS Podcast. 
like I said uh, in the beginning, we are now on Podbean, so that's another way that you can listen to our podcast. Otherwise, you can still listen through all the other channels like iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. We appreciate you guys checking out our podcast, as always. We can't wait for the Halloween season. We got some stuff brewing. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. So enjoy your Friday the 13th. Marathon those fucking movies. Have some fun. It's the perfect time of the year to be doing this kind of shit. But we appreciate you guys. We will see you guys next week. And as Ted always says, Slay you next week. Thanks for joining us today for the CLS Podcast. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag CLS Podcast. Until next time. Stay safe, campers.